0: Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. This podcast is brought to you by.
1: No one. The world championship record is equals Lewis Hamilton wins the Turkish Grand Prix and is a seven time champion of the world. Mate, you have got to be proud of that. What an awesome drive.
0: Thank you so much guys. That's for all the kids out there who dream the impossible. You can do it too man. I believe in you guys. Thank you so much everyone for your support.
1: This week on The Park at and My Fair A Show, we talk about Hamilton's contract. Also, Mercedes signing a seven-time world champion. Also, Valtteri Bottas finally gets a teammate. And also, Lewis Hamilton is no longer unemployed. Oh, and if you didn't know, Lewis Hamilton signed a contract and we're going to talk about it. As well as Bahrain might get some back-to-back GPs once more this year. Is there a new team joining Formula One soon? and the top five number two drivers of all time in Formula One. And, of course, Danny Rick promised to call back into the show this week for an interview for reals this time. But now, let's hand the keys over to the main man, my main squeeze, the big sexy, the hung hero, Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out, and away we go.
0: Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane To deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax for the Park It in My show. Here is your host, Cody.
1: That is right. It is your boy, Cody, back again. Oh, What is that? My Fermé? (laughs) Yeah, you guessed it, it's open. So you know where to park it. So welcome to the Park It In My Fermé show, where we talk all things Formula One. Want to know about Seb Vettel, what he had for breakfast today? (laughs) Well you've come to the right place, and being German you know it was a trio of bratwurst and the kraut so sour that'll make your eyes water. Want to know what Kyviat did today? Well, he cried over pictures of Max and Kelly running away together. But we will talk everything to do with Formula One. And I mean everything. Not one of those shitty podcasts talking Formula One with the energy and personality of a wet fish. Three people doing inside joke after inside joke. Being about as entertaining and welcoming as a fart in the boudoir. But this week. We're going to be talking about that teeny tiny bit of news. You know the one we're talking about. That Lewis Hamilton kid? Ever heard of him? He apparently signed a contract. We will break that down and go through all the ins and outs of that. Look at the F1 calendar as Bahrain might get themselves another back-to-back weekend scenario. And could there be a new F1 team set to join the grid in the upcoming seasons? And don't forget it. Danny Rick... He said he will be calling cool into the show. Now, he's not going to make me look like a liar. And of course, we list the top five greatest number two drivers of all time. And as always, if you missed out on any episodes, don't forget to subscribe, follow, like, give five stars, hug your mum, leave a comment, and let me know the first 16 digits of your credit card number, as well as the expiry and the little numbers on the back. And if you do that in the next seven seconds, you'll receive so much good luck. More luck than what Lewis Hamilton has when it comes to dealing with the stewards hey you better believe I've also got the socials Head over to insta at park it in my firm, eh? what about Facebook you ask <laughs> How about go to Facebook page at park it in my firm, eh? and the Twitter <laughs> well that's at Big Cordy's house of fun no not really it's at Park it in my firm, eh, you idiot but first it is time for the news let's go. No news, 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 news. Cody, Formula One news, pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news, it's the pimp news, pimp news. didn't steal this, it's definitely the pimp news, pimp news, pimp news coming through your ears right now. Pocket in my furme, formula one news, pimp news, yeah. Whistleman, it's time to go. Well, it finally happened. Lewis Hamilton signed a contract for one year to stay at Mercedes. He's been out of contract and technically unemployed for a few weeks now as every other spot on the grid was taken up with that one glaring, pretty obvious seat remaining. But after months of speculation, what we all thought would happen happened and Lewis signed for one year with Mercedes. We'll go into a little bit of that further on. That sentence didn't make sense. That sentence didn't make sense at all. How about we go into depth a little later on and explore every nook and cranny of the deal? Well, now let's go on to other news. Bahrain, yeah, you're at it again. Providing two memorable races last year, with Roman Grosjean bursting into flames and George Russell getting screwed like Mes- by Mercedes harder than Kelly P.K. with Max Verstappen, they might have been able to secure themselves another double header, another back to back, if you will. Now, we know that Bahrain is opening the season after the Australian Grand Prix was delayed and postponed until November. So there is an obvious gap now where Bahrain starts the season off, and it's about a three-week gap before we do any more racing. I'm sure that's not what the fans want. With the uncertain cloud over Shanghai and the Chinese GP, it may be a case that Bahrain is getting the go-ahead to host another back-to-back. Does that mean we'll get the return of the Sakhir NASCAR-style circuit once more? I know they want to keep 23 races on the calendar, so if they take out that Chinese one, we can go back to back in Bahrain, that's for sure. Now, let's talk new teams. Is there going to be a new F1 team joining the grid soon? Formula One hasn't seen a new team come into the sport for a few years now since Haas joined back in 2016, but it's never easy to start up a brand new team. And the reason why we aren't seeing new teams joining every single year, it's it's kind of pretty easy to work out. One of the problems is that when it comes to starting up a new team in Formula 1 these days, you need to pay a fee just to enter of $200 million. US. Now, it does prevent diluted and horrible product, and according to Toto Wolff, it adds that prestige to Formula 1. Although owning a third of a team himself in Mercedes, Toto would do anything to keep the value of his product Nice, plump, and juicy. But Salvador Gandolfo is the owner of the Monaco F1 Racing Team. That's right, Monaco F1 Racing Team. Listen, that pedigree roll off the tongue. A team that has been looking to get themselves into F1 for some time now. They are eyeing a time of when hard salary caps and spending caps come in. And when the new 2022 regulatory rules come into play. However... Having a hefty price tag of $200 million has deterred him from entering his team. Although there is a possibility that Monaco F1 Racing Team can prove that they have a product that can p- compete, bring eyes to the sport, and not just fall behind and not be able to even qualify within the 107% rule, then there is a possibility that the F1 entry fee can be waived by F1 CEO Stefano Domenicali. So watch this space and see when and if a new team will be joining the grid. I'm sure everyone would love to see a team based and named after one of its most famous racetracks. And it would be welcomed with open, open arms indeed. So make sure you subscribe and follow for all the latest Formula One news. That's it for the news this week. Well, 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 it's time to talk about the big one. Congratulations, first of all, to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, you may not even follow the sport of American football, or even like Tampa Bay, or even love Tom Brady, but you need to respect the man for what he has done. Coming into a league looking like a low-level accountant that hasn't done any physical activity in years, he's now won seven Super Bowls. He's won more Super Bowls than any team in the NFL. Just let that stat sink in. He's won more Super Bowls than any team, including the ones he has played for. The Patriots have won six, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have won two, and he's won seven. The man that can so tenderly kiss his son has been able to dominate the NFL One not being the more athletic, not having the strongest arm, Not having the best defense, but just by being the smartest. So it's fair to say he's one of the greatest of all time. Definitely the greatest NFL player of all time. So of course ESPN jump on this trend and they've started their debates. And they're now discussing once more who is the greatest athlete of all time in the modern era. Now of course they look at Michael Jordan, Serena Williams, Tiger Woods, and Tom Brady. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I noticed a couple of names missing on there. How about Michael Schumacher? Mickey the Shoe. How about Lewis Hamilton? Sir Lewis. To you Yankee Doodle Dandies. Sir Lewis Hamilton. That's greatness right there. So let's talk about Hamilton. The knighted one. The vegan king. The seven-time world-driving champion. Now, if you've been living under a rock, you will have seen that Lewis Hamilton has signed himself a one-year deal that will see him compete in the 2021 season for Mercedes. Much of the deal hasn't been disclosed, but in terms of money, it seems to be on par with what he was paid last season, £40 million. However, the incentives and bonuses make it the largest F1 contract ever. As it should be. The man has won you seven titles. Now, people will argue that the man doesn't deserve to be paid because George Russell can get the win in the car if given the chance. Yeah, but I've got to ask you this. Would you risk building your home out of some dodgy material to save a few bucks in the hope that your home still functions as a home? Would you rather spend a bit more knowing that the foundations of that home are solid and will stand the test of time? See, Mercedes aren't struggling financially. They made the right choice. They gave in to many of Lewis's demands. Let's listen to Max Verstappen when asked whether or not Lewis Hamilton should be paid.
0: At the moment, is, does Mercedes actually need a big-bug superstar like Lewis to lock out the front row of the grid and possibly even win the race a 1-2? How do you suggest we answer that one? Who would like to start? Max, why don't we start with
1: you? Of course you do. Because he will make the difference in the most crucial moments. That's why he's a seven-time world champion. Thank you. So Hamilton signed one year. From all reports, Mercedes were trying to angle a multi-long-term deal in place. But with both men, Hamilton and Wolf, contracting the damn Rona, and the season rapidly approaching it was paramount that they actually fill the seat and get ready for the season. Toto did say we wanted to discuss the contract at the end of the season between the Bahrain races and then obviously Lewis didn't feel well. And in the end we started our conversation just before Christmas so it was important that we get it done as soon as possible and in that respect we thought let's postpone the discussions until 2022 and onwards for in the later stage of 2021. So they're going to go for one year and then later this year they'll discuss the contract further. See, Hamilton was probably only looking for a one-year contract. Think about it. There is no hope in hell anyone is beating Hamilton in the 2021 season. He will win the championship. He will be crowned the champion. It's that simple. And with the regulations and rule changes for F1 in 2022, it leaves everything up in the air. See, will Mercedes fall off a cliff after 2021 and start going backwards? Will they slowly become the new incompetent Ferrari of the group? Probably not. But Hamilton doesn't want to take the chance. Also for Hamilton, he will pass Michael Schumacher in terms of Drivers' Championships this year. He will most likely get his 100th win this season. So will Hamilton even want to continue one for the 2022 season? See, I don't think he will. I don't think he will go to another motorsport. But can we see the great man retire early if conditions, the money, and the terms of his contract aren't perfect? So, what was in that contract? Let's talk about what was in it. What was the sweet deals that lured Hamilton back for more? There were plenty of talks about Hamilton receiving a stake in the Mercedes team getting part ownership, and it's far more likely that that can happen than his contract starts ballooning out into the hundreds of millions of pounds. But with Mercedes owned three ways by Ineos, Mercedes themselves, and Toto Wolff all owning a third, if Hamilton wants to receive a small percentage of the team's ownership, it would more than likely have to come out of Toto's third than anywhere else, but I'm still not sure that would happen at this stage. The next thing we need to address is the dreaded teammate clause, or teammate veto. This has been speculated ever since contract talks started, whether or not Lewis Hamilton would have the power to veto any teammate that the team decided to pick for him. Toto has come out and flat out said that this isn't the case, that he isn't sure where the rumour came from and there is no veto clause. Hamilton will not have the power to decide if someone is to become his teammate or not. He said, and I quote, On the specific clauses that were out there in the media, I don't know where they came from because none of it is true. I actually read about it and found it kind of interesting. But the truth is that there was not one second of discussion about a driver-specific clause. He has never asked for that in the last eight years. Yeah, well, I call bullshit. The reason why... Lewis would want to have his contract have this in his contract is fairly simple but it boils down to him and Bottas they've got a good thing going why ruin it if it ain't broke why, why try and fix it he knows he's better than Bottas he knows Bottas won't steal his thunder and with Bottas as number 2 then Hamilton is clear at number 1 he's in the best car on the grid and he's the best driver that's easy dubs. Every day of the week. But more to the point, in 2016 when Rosberg brought it to Hamilton, pushed Hamilton, we saw some of the best racing we'd ever seen in some time. However, Hamilton doesn't want that. He doesn't want a driver to push in. He wants a Bottas. We all want a Valtteri Bottas. Hamilton doesn't want George Russell to be given Bottas a seat. Russell knows what he's doing. Russell, in a car that was too small for him, with a team botching every pit stop imaginable, was still able... To compete for the win at the Sakia circuit last season. So what would Hamilton want to be upstaged by some shirtless Instagram spunk hubba hubba yummy yummy? Or even worse, what is Max? Has had enough with Red Bull. What if he's what if he's done with Red Bull? Max is the teammate killer. He got rid of Ricardo, Gasly, Albon. Does Hamilton want to join that list? I don't think so. But alas, Toto's come out and confirmed that the teammate veto is not a thing and not included in this contract. Still, I call bullshit. It 100% is. Are you kidding me? Do you think Michael Jordan wasn't consulted about bringing in Dennis Rodman? LeBron James basically runs every team he plays on. It is in the best interest of Mercedes to make their superstar and the face of Formula One for that matter and of course their sponsors very, very happy. It isn't cheap running an F1 team, and if Lewis walks because they bring in Joe Blow into seat number two, that and then that Joe Blow decides to crash into Hamilton every chance he gets and drive like a lunatic, lunatic or threaten the great man, then Hamilton may walk. There is no shame in admitting that Hamilton holds the cards here. If you didn't sign Hamilton this season, who would you bring into the seat? Everyone else was signed. They would probably have brought in Russell, but I don't think he immediately wins a championship. And with the 2022 season fast approaching, the rules and regulations changing, Mercedes window might be closing. So what does that mean for George Russell? The British Williams driver has been chosen by Mercedes to fill the void when inevitably, and eventually a seat becomes available. But how long does Russell wait? If at the end of the 2021 season Hamilton decides to sign on and Valtteri Bottas gets chosen again, because Mercedes like that 1-2 winning combination, then does George sit back and wait at Williams again, hoping, praying, pining for another chance? It's going to be very interesting indeed. We finally have our driver's grid though, but by all means the musical chairs circus that is Formula One is far. From over. Alright. Now I'm expecting a call any second. Now from the man. We're going to have that interview. He told me he would definitely call and He's just sent me one of those uh, DMs at Parking in my family on Instagram. He slid in there. Uh, Let's just see if he's available right now. One sec. Oh. That's my phone ringing. Alright. Let me just. uh, You can hear it. Definitely not a set up fake phone call. He's definitely calling in. One sec. Yeah Danny. Yeah, no, I know you love the show. I know the best Formula one podcast you've ever heard of. Of course, of course, of course it is. Uh, so yeah, we're doing this. we got the interview. I was going to tell him about uh, how you're going to win this year. And you're going to tell everyone about how this is the greatest show of all time. Make sure you subscribe, like all that jazz. Uh, check out the socials and the website and everything as well. You, you remember that? Sorry, what? Not again. Not again. <laughs> Your mum's been bitten by a raccoon, but she's in Australia. There's no raccoon. Oh, this one swam across. Oh my god! But aren't you in Perth? That's a oh. Olympic swimming raccoon. Okay, it happens. <laughs> it happens far too often. Far too often. Fifty-five thousand deaths a year. Oh okay. Oh I'm well. Uh- oh next week. Yeah, you're calling through next week. No, oh, you're bringing a guest too. Okay. God, I look forward to it. I'll speak to you next week. All right, Danny. You have a good one, mate. Love you too. Well, best looking guy on the podcast as well. <laughs> oh my God. Best looking podcast. You're too kind. You're too kind. Thank you. Thank you, honey. You have a good one. Bye. Oh, well, you heard it, guys. Danny Rick again. Tragic raccoon biting mother incident. You see it every week. We'll get him next week, though. That time of the week for...
0: Caldi's Top 5.
1: It's important that an F1 driver works with his team and produce the goods so that he and his teammates both have a shot to bring home a Constructors' Championship. It's what every team wants, it's what every sponsor wants. But these guys are the best in the world at what they do. They are the rock stars, getting all the ladies invited to all the parties. And living it up with the rich and famous. Time and time again, we've seen teammates crash into each other, argue with each other, and flat out lose their temper and patience. It leaves the team principals losing their hair, but gives the fans at home more excitement than hearing your favorite celebrity crush has just had some nude leaks online. Jessica Alba, I'm still waiting for that announcement. But tonight, we focus on the humble hero, the good. Not the bad, not the ugly, but the Samwise to the Frodo, the Chewy to the Han, the Batman to Robin, the useless members of Destiny's Child to the Beyonce, Destiny? would I say Destiny's children then? Whatever, doesn't matter. This is, this is, this is
0: Kaldi's Top 5.
1: Teammates in F1 history. Now we're going to go the best number two drivers in F1 history. Number five,
0: five.
1: Valtteri Bottas. We talked about him already a bit tonight, but when your teammate is the greatest driver of all time, it usually reflects pretty well on yourself. Always holding up the pack, always the bridesmaid. And never the bride, Bottas has done what he needs to do when he needs to do it, and it's to make sure that Hamilton looks good. And boy, does Hamilton look good. Win races and keep signing that contract. The man has nine wins and 26 second places. Like what you leave in the toilet after a huge Christmas lunch, Bottas truly is a fantastic number two. Number four, Four. David Coulthard, the soldier in the film, the Scot that would do anything his general ordered him to do. He joined McLaren in 1996, and it looked like we were set for a Hakanen- And DC to go head-to-head like Prost and Senna. Like Rosberg and Hamilton. It was on like Genghis Khan at dawn with a swan. That kind of made sense, kind of rhymed a little bit. In 98 and 99, Hakkinen was able to win back-to-back world championships. DC, during the same time, was only able to win three times and finish second ten times. He followed team orders to a T and was instrumental to helping Micka Hacken and get those back-to-back championships before the dominance of Schumacher would reign supreme. Number three. Three. Mark Webber, the Australian. Probably the most vocal of the number two drivers. He actually wanted it. He really did. His timing was piss poor and stuck alongside Vettel for a large portion of his racing career. And ever since they collided in 2010, their relationship has been fairly frail. And in Malaysia, was Seb not listening to the multiple team orders in the ever-so-famous Multi-21 team radio call that saw Seb challenge Mark Webber for the race when he was meant to back off. Now, the team saw success, and Mark Webber had an incredible 2011 finishing in the top five in every race that year apart from one and still finishing third. It was always a case of wrong place, wrong time, though. If he'd race in a different era with a more mature teammate, then things would have worked out differently for the Australian. But with a young, hot-headed man in Seb Vettel, it was clear he wasn't willing to do whatever it took to get the win. Whereas Seb was. Anyway, third on this this list here, it isn't bad for a number two
0: driver.
1: Number two, Rubens Barrichello. You knew, Barrichello? Barrichello? You knew he was hitting the list, the Rubes. It's very similar to Bottas, same sort of story. Was, suppo- was supporting one of the greatest to ever do it in Michael Schumacher. Whereas Bottas was happy to sit back and relax, not bring the fight to Hamilton, Barrichello had a bit more mongrel about him. He wanted it. And often at times would challenge a great man, often having to abide by team orders, he'd give up the place to Schumacher. He was a team player, certainly with some success, racing in more races than anyone other than the Iceman, Mr. Freeze himself. Groob's finished first just 14 times from his one billion races in second 26 times. One. But the number one, best, number two driver is... Sir. Sterling. Moss. The great man. The only knighted driver to never win a driver's championship. He was a freak. But he was stuck behind another great man in Juan Manuel Fangio who pipped him in 1955, but he was never able to actually win the big one. He finished second, Sir Stirling, Moss, second to his teammate in 1958, by a single point. And despite winning 10 times between 1955 and 1958, in what were much, much shorter seasons, mind you, a lot less races, he finished second on all four occasions. All four years, consecutive. What made this even worse, the following three seasons after that, he finished third, all three years. In the championship. So Sterling Moss was an incredible driver and will forever be known as the prettiest, most amazing bridesmaid who never met. Her Prince Charming. See, that was the top five of greatest number two F1 drivers. What did you think? I'm sure I've missed a few out. But let me know anyway. You know how to get in touch with me. Thank you so much for listening. That's it for another massive mammoth week in Formula One. Make sure you subscribe, follow, like the podcast. I'm on all good podcast streaming platforms. Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Overcast, and many, many more. Also, get on the socials. i am over there waiting, and I've got free candy to bribe you. The cops said I'm not allowed to hang out at the local parks and do that anymore, so I thought I'd try it on here. My little luring tactic. You guys have been awesome. Make sure you check out the show next week. Also, go to the website, parkadimafereme.com, if you want to. But I'm everywhere. Subscribe, baby. Subscribe. Just hit that button. Just do it. Just do it. We'll be back again next week. Thank you very much for listening. See ya.
0: Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network.